In this presentation, we will discuss how to figure the child and dependent care expenses credits. This information from publication 503. How to figure the credit. Your credit is a percentage of your work-related expenses. So that's one term we're going to have to define. Your expenses are subject to earned income limits. So we're going to have an earned income limit we'll have to look into and a dollar limit. A dollar limit we'll have to look into. The percentage is based on your adjusted gross income, your AGI adjusted gross income. We know that the adjusted gross income is going to be the line 7. So if we go to our tax return, line 7 will be the adjusted gross income. We have the income up top and then we have the adjustments above the line adjustments are on schedule one now so these would be the above the line adjustments and then if we go back to the 1040 we would have line seven being the adjusted gross income this being a common figure to basically have the income uh, limitation type calculations or types of credits and other deductions that are based on some kind of income level Figuring your work-related expenses. To figure the credit for 2018, work-related expenses count only those you paid by December 31st, 2018. So we're on more of a cash basis type of system. Must have paid, in other words, must have actually paid them by the end of the year, December 31st, 2018. Expenses prepaid in the earlier year. If you pay for services before they are provided, you can count the prepaid expenses only in the year the care is received. Claim the expenses for the, for the later year as if they were actually paid in that later year. So what does that mean and why are they getting confusing like this? Let's try to tell a story of what the tax code probably developed in this format as of. We're saying that, hey, everything has to be actually paid on a cash basis because the tax code likes that because they can actually see the tax payment. That's an easy thing to trace basically in an audit. We can imagine what would happen then under those circumstances. We might say, hmm, why don't I pay all of 2019 maybe in December 31st of 2018? In, in other words, let's prepay everything in this year at the end of the year for next year's services. And then I'd get to write them off in 2018 because they were paid. Well, then the IRS is going to say, well, if there's a prepayment, we're not going to allow you to do that in this case. So now they're going to, they say it's a cash basis typically. Typically, we pay for the service or oftentimes we pay for the service when it happens or after it happens. But in the case where we prepay, then the IRS is saying, well, you can't do that because we're, most likely the reason for the law is that they're suspicious that people will then have a large prepayment at the end of the year for the following year to take the deduction and kind of abuse that system. So in the case where you pay for the services before you get the services, then we have more of, a, of an accrual type system. Uh, where it says uh, if you pay for services before they are provided, uh, you can count the prepaid expenses only in the year the care was received. So if you prepaid them in December 31st, but the care wasn't received until January or all of 2019, not in 2018, count the prepaid expenses only in the year the care was received, which in that case would be 2019. Claim the expenses for the later year as if they were actually paid in the later year which is more of an accrual type basis. Expenses not paid until the following year. Don't count 2017 expenses that you paid in 2018 as work-related expenses in 2018. You may be able to claim an additional credit for them on your 2018 return, but you must figure it separately. See payments for prior year's expenses under amount of credit later. So 
Tip, if you had expenses in 2018 that you didn't pay until 2019, you can't count them when figuring 2018 credit. You may be able to claim a credit for them on your 2019 return. So that's going to be the other way, not a prepayment type of, of situation. But if we had an expense in 2018, so the work was done, we incurred the expense because the daycare was done, but we didn't actually pay it until 2019. Well, that's a situation that we didn't pay it within the, the tax year 2018. It wasn't prepaid. And therefore, we're on that case, we're more on a cash basis than on the accrual basis. And we can't uh, take the credit in 2018, may be able to take it in 2019. Back to the text, expenses reimbursed. If a, if a state social security agency pays you a non-taxable amount to reimburse you for some of your child and dependent care expenses, you can't count the expenses that are reimbursed as work-related expenses. So obviously, and this makes kind of sense, obviously, if we were to have payments that we're saying are going to go towards this credit, and then we got reimbursed for them. Well, obviously, then we didn't really have the expenses. And the tax code was said you can't include those costs if you got reimbursed for them. Example, you paid work-related expenses, 3000 You are reimbursed 2000 by a state social security service. You can use only 1000 to figure the credit. So obviously, you paid 3000 got 2000 back. You only get the 1000 that would actually count towards the credit medical expenses some expenses for care of qualifying persons who aren't able to care for themselves may qualify as work-related expenses and also as medical expenses you can use them either way but you can't use them use the same expenses to claim both a credit and a medical expense deduction so no medical expenses are one of those expenses that uh, could possibly go on another schedule, possibly itemize deductions, but there's big limitations to them oftentimes. So in certain circumstances, you may then be able to decide whether or not it should be included here or in some other location based on the, the, you know, the biggest benefits you might get for them. If you use these expenses to figure the credit and they are more than the earned income limit or the dollar limit discussed later, you can add the expense to your medical expenses. However, if you use your total expenses to figure your medical expenses deduction, you can't use any part of them to figure your credit. For information on medical expenses, see publication 502. You can find that on the irs.gov. Take a look at publication 502, pub 502, medical and dental expenses. Caution. Amounts excluded from your income under your employer's dependent care benefits plan can't be used to claim the medical expense deduction. In other words, if, if, it's not if it was taken out of your income, and so it's not part of taxable income, then it's not going to be something that you should be able to include either because uh, the income related, you know, that wasn't taxable. So it was taken out of your income and not included as income, as taxable income. Dependent care benefits. If you receive dependent care benefits, your dollar limit for purposes of the credit may be reduced. See reduced dollar limit later, but even if you can't take the credit, you may be able to take an exclusion or deduction for the dependent care benefits. Dependent care benefits. Dependent care benefits include number one, amounts your employer paid directly to either you or your care provider for the care of your qualifying person while you work. So notice the dependent care is typically something we're talking about that was paid by the employer. Number two, 
the fair market value of care in a daycare facility provided or sponsored by your employer. So note, you might have a situation where you are working somewhere and they provide a daycare service to help out their employees. Well, that's going to be some type of benefit there. And we might not know what the cost is because maybe they provide that for the employee. Well, then it would be the fair market value. What is that? <laughs> You'd have to look at comparable services within the location to kind of figure out what is the fair market value, what's the market rate if you were to go somewhere else for that. Three, pre-tax contributions you made under a dependent care flexible spending arrangement. Your salary may have been reduced to pay for these benefits. If you received benefits as an employee, they should be shown on box 10 of your W-2. So if you check your W-2 and you take a look at box 10, there's typically going to be instructions as well on the back of the W-2, hopefully. That'll give you some uh, explanation on that box 10 form W-2. Wage and tax statement. See statement for employee later. Benefits you receive as a partner should be shown in box 13 of Schedule K-1. So if you're talking about a K-1 for a partnership agreement, you have a, a partnership, then it should be on box 13 of the K-1. It's kind of like the uh, income type reporting document for a partnership. Enter the amount of these benefits on Form 2441, Part 3, Line 12. Exclusion or deduction. If your employer provides dependent care benefits under a qualified plan, you may be able to exclude these benefits from your income. Your employer can tell you whether your benefit plan qualifies. To claim the exclusion, you must complete Part 3 of Form 2441. Here's a quick look of Part 3, 2441, Dependent Care Benefits. So, Part 3, 2441, quick look. Back to the text. If you are self-employed and receive benefits from a qualified dependent care plan, benefit plan, you are treated as both employer and employee. So this is the case when you're self-employed and you have something like a Schedule C income, then you're both the employer and the employee in that case because you're the employer because it's your business and you're the employee because you're probably, as a sole proprietor, uh, one of the, you know, the main worker of the employee. So the IRS considers you both in those cases. Therefore, you wouldn't get an exclusion from wages. Instead, you would get a deduction on Schedule C, Form 1040, Line 14. So here's the Schedule C. It's a profit loss for a business. We would be reporting our business income here. Then we would have the Line 14, which is the Employee Benefit Program. That would be an expense lowering the taxable income. The taxable income, the net income, in essence, or the business income would be lowered. And then that amount would be going to ultimately to the 1040 and ultimately included in the total income number. Schedule E, Form 1040, Line 19 or 28. Schedule E, similar situation, that's going to be for rental income. Or Schedule F, that's going to be Farm Income, Line 15. To claim the deduction, you must use uh, Form 2441. The amount you can exclude or deduct is limited to the smallest of 1. The total amount of dependent care benefits you uh, received during the year or 2. The total amount of qualified expenses you incurred during the year. 3. Your earned income. 4. Your spouse's earned income or 5000 2500 if married filing separately. Let's break that down again. The amount you can exclude or deduct is limited to the smallest of 
the total amount of dependent care benefits you received during the year, either the amount you got or the total amount of qualified expenses you incurred during the year. So if you received more than the expenses than you incurred, then you're limited to the smallest of or your earned income. So you can't have more than your earned income. Uh, your spouse's earned income. So notice what we're not taking here is the two earned incomes combined. We're taking one spouse and the other spouse's earned income. It's got to be the, uh, below that one or the other, the smaller of the two. Uh, and then five, 5,000 or 2,500 if married filing separately. And then there's the dollar limit. The definition of earned income for the exclusion or deduction is the same as the definition used when figuring the credit except that earned income for the exclusion or deduction doesn't include any dependent care benefits you received. Tip, you can choose to include your non-taxable combat pay in earned income when figuring your exclusion or deduction even if you choose not to include it in earned income for the earned income credit or credit for child and dependent care expenses. So once again, we got that combat pay, a very flexible thing to have. Statement for employee. Your employer must give you a form W-2 or similar statement showing in box 10 the total amount of dependent care benefits provided to you during the year under a qualified plan. The employer will also include any dependent care benefits over 5000 in your wages shown on form W-2 box 1. Effect of, of exclusion on credit. If you exclude dependent care benefits from your income, the amount of the excluded benefits, one, isn't included in your work-related expenses and reduces the dollar limit discussed later.